0: Welcome to the New Hope Sermon of the Week. We hope you are encouraged by this message by Pastor Tom Sturbins.
1: Um, I say this so often on Sunday mornings, and it's because it's true. It's not because I don't have anything better to say. My heart is full. It's especially full on this first Sunday of a new year where we're wanting desperately to escape all of the realities that 2020 has brought us unannounced and unanticipated, but what if we don't? What if 2021 is another year like 2020? What are we gonna do? All week long, mm, riding home from from Florida with, with Brenda, we had the chance to talk quite a bit and forecast some things into the new year. And I heard, and she said, I just keep hearing prepare. And then she began to break it down the, the specific things, well, it gripped my heart because there are two passages of Scripture that immediately came to mind for me that in prepare, it was in Luke chapter 1 and where the, the, John the Baptist is being prophesied over. In verse 17, it says, it is he who will go as a forerunner before him in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers back to the children the disobedient to the attitude of the righteousness now here it comes to make ready in many other translations that word is translated prepare but there are two different Greek terms make ready is the end result but a people prepared is the action of the final preparation so the word make ready means you've finished making ready the preparations done the next one is what you do to get it done Okay, so this whole thing prepared, but the next mental reference for me was a very familiar passage of scripture to us in John 14. In verses 2 and 3, Jesus is speaking on the night in which he would be betrayed, and he's speaking directly to Peter, and I don't have a time to, I believe, to build the backdrop, but he makes this statement. He says, in my father's house are many dwelling places. If it were not so, I would have told you. For I go to, somebody say it, prepare. Prepare. A place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself. Three things begin to just pop out of my mind, and I hope they will be mnemonics and things that you can register in your mind. Number one, you see on Luke 117, he speaks to preparing a way for the Lord Jesus. That was the prophecy to make entry. And I thought, wow, how does that speak to me? Lord, am I preparing my heart for you to enter in 2021 in a fresh fashion that I haven't seen before? And here comes the, the, the principle that, that for me, well, let me finish this. In John 14, he says, I'm preparing a place for you where you're going to go. There's just three things that gripped me deeply. And I, I think I sent them to you, Amanda. Uh, if you, God is saying, if you will prepare the invitation... I'll prepare the destination. I want that to sink in. If you will prepare the invitation, he will prepare the destination. I'm going to break it down even more simply. Today on 2021, invite him in in a fresh fashion to see him, to know him, to behold him, to encounter him in fresh fashion. Well, that statement sort of morphed to this next one that says, if you will prepare a place for me to come, I will prepare a place for you to go. I want you, read that right off the screen and say it with me right now. If you will prepare a place for me to come, I will prepare a place for you to go. Now, listen, that's at the end of the age, but I'm preparing, Father, make entry right here into my heart, and you're preparing a place for me to go. But even more subjectively, the poetry of this boiled down and just moved my heart so deeply this morning And it's this last one. And notice the word income is hyphenated for as they're coming in. But if I, if I will prepare the income, he will prepare the outcome. Beloved, here's the statement. We learned in 2020, we cannot prepare every circumstance or situation. I can't prepare the situation. I can only prepare my soul. I want to say that again. I can't prepare the situation. I can only prepare my soul. In 2021, we do not know what's ahead. I'm not here as a doomsday prophet, but neither am I here as one saying, okay, 2020 is over and all the stuff that with that uncertain economy, politics, um, pandemics and whatever, we're just, it's all good, it's done with. It may not be, but here's the good news we have learned from a God. That if we will prepare an invitation, he's going to prepare the destination. How many thought in February and March when jobs were flailing and failing and everything was falling apart, people were getting sick, you didn't know if you'd make it, you made it, you made it. God got you to the destination at the end of the year. He's going to get you to the end of tomorrow, to the end of next week, to the end of this year. And he's not going to do it in an inconsequential fashion. Now, let me tell you the other thing that Rhea would have had no idea about, I, was, I also was wrestling with. And then I want to share this with you. We're going to sing that. I want to do the song, The Blessing. I couldn't get the printer to work, so maybe you can. I send it to you. But we, we need to sing this song but uh, <clears throat> this week, I a phone call from a close friend and a pastor, and he said, I want to start a series on this passage. He said, let me send you the verses. It's Nehemiah 9, 1 through 3. Can I just read them through you real quickly? Okay. Nehemiah chapter 9, verses 1 through 3. Now, on the 24th day of the month, the sons of Israel assembled with fasting and sackcloth and with dirt upon them. This was the, a way of, of mourning and grieving. <laughs> And the 24th of the particular month is not consequential. The book of Nehemiah is 13 chapters long, and the first half of the book they spend rebuilding the wall that provided security and sort of society, if you will. The temple had already been rebuilt, they now are coming to rebuild the wall and and sort of consolidate their community and who they were. So for the first six or so chapters, six or seven chapters, there's that. But once you leave chapter seven and enter chapter eight, it's clearly a spiritual equipping. And in verse 9, it just hits, them, it hits us right in the face. Verse 2 says, um, The descendants of Israel separated themselves from all foreigners and stood and confessed their sins and the iniquities of their father. And wh- while they stood in their place, they read from the book of the law. For the, uh, the, uh, the law of their Lord for a fourth of the day and for another fourth they confessed and worshipped the Lord their God. For six hours, they read the word of God. For six hours, they worship. There are four or five things that surface here. As in, number one was fasting. And and I've reduced reduced these to fasting and separating themselves from culture. Tomorrow we'll begin a 21 day thing that we do here annually. We picked up 21 days from the book of Daniel. It doesn't have to be 21 days. If you wanna do seven, 10, 40, or 90, you're welcome to do whatever you want. All we're doing is announcing, a season of consecration and so tomorrow we will begin 21 days of prayer tomorrow I'll begin in the morning I, I got to redo survey the time again but in the morning I'll go ahead and start at 6 a.m. tomorrow and then we'll decide what's the better time through a poll but we'll have morning devo- devotions for 21 days in a row still haven't landed where I'm going come and join the journey uh, I'm sure it'll be fun but for 21 days but here's the deal Fasting and separation, Uh, everybody say the word no, N-O, no. There's things we say no to. When we come to a season of consecration, there's things we say no to. I'm reminded of of a point that I don't ever think I've built enough. Fasting is consequential. I love, by the way, going and teaching what the Bible teaches about fasting in significant Scripture, how Jesus did it, how Moses did it, how Isaiah 58 — everybody say Isaiah 58. Isaiah 58 is the handbook on fasting. Go read it. All the implications and intimations that are there are just oh so amazing. But in the deepest sense, I've always felt this sort of poetically that fasting is returning to the Garden of Eden, to that initial place of worship encounter that was unbroken, undaunted, unmitigated in any fashion. And literally the reason that that worship intimacy was lost is because they couldn't suppress their own appetite. Years ago, when we first came here 18 years ago, one of the first things we did is I got all the men in the church together and we did a water only fast for three days. It was great. We ended on Saturday night at midnight and we had some light soup and salad. Everybody ate too much and ran to the bathroom. But it was a great thing. And there's a phrase that 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 a uh, uh, minister Ted Haggard said years ago. He said, "In times of fasting, he said, you're going to find out." He said this. He says, "Just setting aside these three days, and he said, you're going to discover that the same resistance it takes to avoid that sugar cookie at 2:30 a.m. in the morning." is the identical resistance it takes to redo, re, to, um, to refuse that computer website that you shouldn't be going to. He said the same. He said, you're saying no. I've also, of course, we know the definition of mercy here. God refusing, God saying no to join me in my own destruction. That's mercy. But beloved, hear me. I would challenge us, look you right in the face and say, What is there in your life that you need to say no to? Where is an appetite? You see, as we enter the New Testament, the word koilea, appetite, shows up in some conspicuous places. It says the gods of this world have supplied an appetite. Appetite is that hollow place. We try to satisfy the appetite. Ask God right where you sit right now, God, where is there an appetite in my spirit, my soul, my heart? That that appetite just needs to be shut down. You see, that's one reason that that fasting is so good. You're going to fight and deal with that same victory at that point. But another place to say no to is the voices of culture. And this has given me license to say, when people say, well, you're saying fasting, pastor, that refers strictly to food. I don't know. They're fasting from culture. Some of us need to take a break from Facebook for 21 days or 21 years. You know what I'm saying? There's some things you you just need to just shut down. And you are finding this quiet place with God, it's leading us to what Rio was declaring here in just a moment. <laughs> the next one is confessed, and I've, I've taken the first two words, fasting. I'm gonna give you this next week, again, because I just think it's someplace we probably need to hang out. But confess is show me. So the first one is I'm saying no, the second one is God, show me. Show me the places where my opinion conflicts with you. Show me the places where I'm finding identity and worth. And then notice the next two things he said, the word, And the little rhyming mnemonic I have here, again, you'll get them next week again. We're going to hit this for a while, I think, is no. How can I know? Well, until I say no to those appetites and to the voices of culture, I'm going to shut those out. I'm going to come to the Word of God. And then finally, worship. And I've given this a strange one. Go. The phrase here is, they stood in the presence of the Lord. The first couple times that word stand is used in Bible is in Genesis chapter 18, where Abram has an encounter with uh, an angel of the Lord. Some believe a pre-incarnate Christ, whatever you believe it is. Clearly, there was some sort of divine encounter, whether with divine agency of an angel or divine presence of a pre-incarnate Christ, either way. But it says he came and stood with them. Later on in chapter 18, it says he stood. And in chapter 19, it says he returned to the place where he stood. The first three times this word shows up in the Bible, it has to do with standing in God's presence, which is an interesting thing because instantly my mind went to 2 Chronicles chapter 20. The king's name is Jehoshaphat. Uh, the, The people of God are now under siege and domination by an incoming army of overwhelming proportion and the second Chronicles chapter 20, <clears throat> it says this in verse 12, it says, O God, O our God, will you not judge them for we are powerless before this great multitude who are coming against us, nor do we know what to do, but our eyes are on you. Do you see there that he's making invitation and God says, I'm about to provide you an alternate destination that you didn't see coming. Do you see that Jehoshaphat is is inviting God to come in? He's overseeing the income, and God says, I'm about to reorganize the outcome. Because your outcome, you think you're going to that valley to be defeated, but i got another plan. Somebody needs to hear me. In plain, simple, look you in your face, the preacher talking to you today. There are some things you need to say no to. There are some things you ask God to show you. There are some things you need to know which will only be found by recentering your voice of God's Word and not the voice of culture. I'm gonna say again, there's so many of us living in the grip of fear, 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 and God's Word says, don't say that. When you fear what they fear, their sanctuary becomes your sanctuary and what they make holy becomes your holy. But God says, I alone am holy. I am your sanctuary. Beloved, that works in 2021. Mm. I like this. Because in verse uh, 13, it says, all Judah was standing, there's that word stood, same one, was standing before the Lord. I love that. I'm going to encourage you in 2021 to stand before the Lord with other believers. I'm going to encourage believers to come back to the house of the Lord. And let me be this forthright about it. We've got a great big sanctuary and I'll be really transparent that for about 12 years has driven me crazy because only about 25% of it is used and lo and behold, the thing that has worn me out for 10 or 12 years has now become a blessing. If you're worried about standing near someone, you can sit 50 feet away from somebody. You can spit and spray and do whatever. I'm making a joke. That's not true. Okay. Come, come. I want to encourage you to stand together in the presence of God. And that's not an indictment. My beloved family that's watching online, I get there are circumstances, but I'm going to tell you in this year, we're going to stand together in the presence of God. And I'm going to go ahead and say, I believe God's doing something at New Hope this year in 2021, that he's going to ambush us with an outcome that we didn't see coming. Say amen to that. Verse 15, and he said to them, listen to all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem, King Jehoshaphat. This is one of the prophetic voices, if you will. And thus says the Lord to you, do not fear or be dismayed because the great multitude for the battle is not yours. I was standing over there when she began singing. What were you singing? That phrase. Battle the, the battle is the Lord's. Listen. Verse 16, tomorrow you will go down against them. Behold, they will come up by the ascent of Ziz. That's a description of the valley. And you will find them at the end of the valley in front of the wilderness of Jeruel. You need not fight in this battle. Station yourself. Here comes, stand. Here comes. Stand and see the salvation of the Lord on your behalf. O Judah and Jerusalem, do not fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow go and face them. The Lord is with you. Here's the principle. If I will stand before the Lord in worship, he will stand before me in warfare and I will only need to stand still. If I will stand before him in worship, he will stand before me in warfare and I will only need to stand still. If I will stand before him in worship He will stand before me in warfare, and I will only need to stand still. Stand still. In 2021, I will prophesy in this year, we will navigate it with victory only in the convergence of all of these things. If I will focus on an invitation and the income, God has guaranteed me an outcome that is beyond my wildest dreams at the end of the age and in this life. I believe that, I believe that. We're gonna stand on that, we're gonna worship We're gonna say no to the appetites, no to culture. We're gonna say God show us where we need to go and we can know what we need to know by your word and we are gonna go and stand in your presence and worship. We're gonna stand in your presence and worship, hallelujah. That's what's gonna happen this year. That's what somebody right now just needs to clap your hands and shout unto God. Hallelujah. We're going to worship some more. I want to do that blessing song. Somebody can figure that out. Deb, I sent that to you too. We have it? You're awesome. Stand up, I guess. Please. I need to be gracious. I'm just like a... Everybody got one of these? Good. It's called plastic communion. If you can digest the wafer on the top, you are sanctified for certain. You should be on the worship team and try to do this and eat that little cracker and then not enough of what's in the cup to wash it down. And then you're singing, we're going to stand to worship, oh, come on. We're coming to the table of the Lord. We don't do this here as a token inclusion in liturgy. As I shared with someone several weeks ago, there'll never be a moment that we do this that we don't stop and bring our full attention. And as a matter of fact, listen to me, that was the deeply corrective language of 1 Corinthians 11 when Paul writes, he said, this is treated like an afterthought and just another thing. Everybody hear me. This is not just another thing. Okay? But this week, Pastor Matt, come back up here, son. Grab a microphone real quick. We'll put you on the spot. Hope you remember what we talked about. Don't move slow, move fast, move fast. Thank you. Uh, Hallelujah. I love teaching from 1 Corinthians 11, but uh, this week, Pastor Matt was talking to me about Luke chapter 24, and we both got sort of excited about that. And please hear me, in Luke 24, it is after the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Everyone is still confused. In that passage, these two disciples walking on the road to Emmaus said, we had hoped that Jesus would be the Messiah, but it turned out it wasn't him. He's dead and our hopes are dashed. Now they were walking with Jesus, but the passage says they didn't know it was him. And he began, he began to speak to them and he says, oh, men of little faith and unlearned heart, and then he began, Scripture says, to disclose the message of himself throughout Moses and the prophets. That means the law. That means the, what we would call the Old Testament. And, but they still weren't open to it. But there was a moment. Now, hear me. It doesn't say the table of the Lord or communion, but we can imply that it is because what happens? They're spending time with him. And then the thing we talked about is what was the moment that their eyes were open? What was the moment we talked about?
0: It says that he was recognized in the breaking of the bread.
1: He broke the bread and he poured the wine. It said, and he was recognized at that moment. And then what it goes on to say is that they uh, they gained understanding through what he said? Well, my first miracle of 2021 will be peeling that little part separate from. I need a do-over. Anybody have one? Thank you. You're awesome, baby. You rescued me yet for the millionth time in my life. Thank you. There are two things that happened there. Do you recall what we talked about about their eyes being open? And the, will you preach back to me after I said suddenly they knew who he was and what the word meant? Yes. Talk to him for a second about that. Go ahead. All the way back to Moses. No, no, I mean, just talk to him about what we were talking. I'm trying to get him primed on what we were talking because he was preaching to me. I was preaching to him. We we're having a blast because I said, I never saw before this moment when we come to the table of the Lord, and I collect all these little poetic thoughts, like in 1 Corinthians 11, it centralizes really getting my worth and not leaving any of it at the table of the Lord. But you said it to me, the two things we can hope that will happen when we come to the table of the Lord then are what? Are my cueing you, Am I quizzing you off course? Yeah,
0: problem is when we talk, he's over here, I'm over here. It's like two balloons in the air.
1: Okay, then then I'm gonna tell you what he said. He said, They were able to see him for who he was and the word of God for what it meant. I go, oh my goodness. See him for who he was and the word of God for what it meant. Everything before this moment that I just shared with you about prepare, stand, we need to see him for who he is and the word of God for what it means. As we come to the table of the Lord, if I can ask one thing on this first Sunday, of January, this first Sunday of 2021, it's, Father, as we come to the table of the Lord, as we come and partake, may we see you for who you are in a way that we haven't seen, and may we understand the Word of God for all it means in ways we didn't previously perceive. Very much like these men, I've been walking down the road on 2020 thinking, oh my goodness, is God faithful? Can this work out? Can it happen? But, beloved, the answer is yes. And on this first Sunday of 2021, I want to say a thousand things, but boldly I want to say we're going to stand in God's presence and worship and expect Him to stand before me in warfare so that I can just stand still, cross my arms, and watch what God's going to do. I can expect in 2021 right now as we come to the table of the lord god i want to know you for all you are and i want to know your word for all it means in 2021 can anyone shout amen right there now see in all of this ria walks out and starts singing the battle's the lord's the battle's the lord's i'm standing at the side looking at pastor matt he said well you think that's the license i said yeah i think that's it that's it he's shaking his head i'm shaking mine Hallelujah For I received of the Lord that the night in which he was betrayed Paul said that he took the bread and he broke it He would go on to say remember me I'm gonna ask somebody this right now today as we prepare to take of this little piece of bread I want you to remember one moment in 2020. I want you to remember one moment in 2020. I Know you got something in both hands Don't lift the one with the cup and spill it on your head. But if you remember that moment, take the one with the bread. If you can remember that moment, just lift your hand up. Turn and tell somebody, if you can. Just come on, do this. As we gather at the table of the Lord, take 30 seconds and just, you don't have to go into great detail or a five-minute description. Just say, here was the moment. Okay? Just go ahead and tell them that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, we come now and we give thanks for this given for our sin. For all the places we had find worth that doesn't work, we give thanks for it in Jesus name. I praise you and I bless you let's partake of this bread together. Mm. In like fashion he took the cup and he blessed it. And he says this is the blood of my new covenant given for you in my name." This paves the way where we're going, beloved. That Last Supper was the last night of that old meal. It was an Old Testament worship rite that was meant to appropriate um, uh, and celebrate the release of God's people, and it was also had converged with the Day of Atonement for the Lamb being slain that took away the sins of the world. But this was the, on that night with Jesus, that was the last night that meal would be celebrated with any efficacy. Here's what I mean. The book of Hebrews says, Jesus, the Lamb, the sacrifice, has died once and for all. He is our Passover, it says. Somebody on this first Sunday today needs to grab something and say, I'm making up my mind that today, in the same way that that meal was the last day of something and the first day of a brand new covenant, you need to say no to something and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, today is the last day. I'm going to entertain that. Today is the last day I'm gonna allow those appetite to be satisfied. Today is the last day I'm gonna listen and allow the voices of culture. Look back at me, please. You can say, well, that's no new prayer, pastor. I prayed that one. 500 times and this thing just doesn't seem to relent. There is coming a moment when that will break free break off and be gone in Jesus name. Why not today? Don't you quit standing up and standing before the Lord no matter how many times you fall down and say father one more time I'm saying no to that appetite. One more time I'm saying no to the voice of culture. This celebrates that which delivers us, shatters that, and paves a way forward in the new covenant in Jesus' name. Can we partake together of the cup? Son, I want you to pray, if you would, for those two things, that we would see him for who he is and know God's word for what it means in fullness. While he's praying, you could do something with those cups, hold it, but I want us all to hold up a hand of oath, covenant, and agreement, and then we're going to sing. Hallelujah. So, Father, I thank you that you're here.
0: Hallelujah, Lord. So, Father, I thank you, God, as the scripture, as the text says, that you are Pray. recognized in the breaking of the bread. So, Father, our prayer this morning in 2021, God, is for us, your people, this church, New Hope Church, everyone connected here online, to see the person of Jesus for who he really is. Father, I pray right now in the name of Jesus as he is Yahweh, the I am God. Father, I declare right now in Jesus' name that Jesus would be exactly what we need in any given moment, God. That Father, I pray that we would find our substance, our sustenance from you, Jesus, and you alone. And Father, I pray right now That your name, who you are, your character, your nature, Father, is always connected to your word, what you say about yourself, who you describe yourself to be. So, Father, I pray this year, more than any other year, God, Father, I pray for a recognizing, God, of your word, I pray, Father, for a greater revelation, God. Father, I pray that everyone in this house, God, would have this desire, this desperation, God, to go to the scriptures, God. Father, early in the morning, our soul will rise to you, God. Father, I pray that there would be such a greater hunger, a greater appetite for your word, God, that we don't live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth, of God so father I pray right now and if you're in this house if you're watching and you're saying I don't have that desire I don't I don't have that appetite to to get in the text to get in the word like I need to ask him right now you have not because you ask not so father we ask right now that there would be a download God of desire of your presence and of your word at a greater degree than, father we've ever had or we've ever experienced in our lives in the name of Jesus
1: you guys believe that come on Hallelujah! hallelujah oh my we're gonna worship together can I tell you something I don't know, maybe a month or five weeks ago, we had a young couple to our home and we just gathered for, I think, a bowl of soup or something and got together and talked. And I was unaware that it was going to be a crossroad intersection. And uh, maybe at some point I can get him to share the testimony, but I had them, we were just praying with them and for them and that. Unbeknownst, we didn't put it in the words of saying no to something. But both of them had an issue in their life that they needed to say no to. One was just a traumatic. You guys would be just blown away by the devastating life event. How many know they can come that just knock us off our horse? But there comes a moment when God shows up and said, you've listened to that voice long enough. It's time for you to say no to it. Time for you to say no to it. At one point I had my mom pray for them and she focused on the young man. She looked at him before she began to pray. Mom's 94 years old, so her words aren't weighed or filtered very much. And she's all of about seven sixty 60 pounds, 65 pounds. She's skinny, tiny, whatever. And she leans forward right in his face. And at first when she started, I thought well, maybe I need Go over and maybe rein her in just a little bit. She goes, "You're not being obedient." She got. She tried to see in his face. She says, "You're not being obedient." God, I'm paraphrasing, but I think I'm close. You know exactly what I'm talking about. And I'm thinking, well, this is awkward for people in our home for the first time, and (laughs) sure they're gonna, you know, come, you know, just make them feel real weird. He is not the emotive type I've discerned suddenly tears begin to flow down what's that he's not he is back there at the organ right there and so he would tell me he would say I mean the next day he said I couldn't even talk about it but he said you had no idea when your mother spoke those words I knew exactly what she was talking about. We haven't finished the conversation. I know he's made some massive life changes, watch this, that they have committed themselves, watch, to standing in God's presence. And in terms of even their own, I mean, massive changes in their livelihood and a commitment that he felt God. And I said, are you sure God's telling you that? He says, I am. I said, I'm with you. Because if there's ever a moment when they are going to have to stand Trusting that as they stand before him in worship that God will stand before them in warfare And they will be able to stand they're at that place. They're at that place. I Got to tell you guys I want to declare to you that you are the blessed of the Lord I don't care what the voices of culture say past failure brokenness and especially Whatever the voice of 2020 may say. I don't care We are the blessed of the Lord. And in 2021, if I have to paint it over the doorways, we're going to stand in God's presence in worship. He will stand before us in warfare and we will stand still and watch what he does. In the name of Jesus.
0: Thank you for joining us for the New Hope Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast or other resources, visit newhopeonline.com.